Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. Welcome back, heretics. It's been a great week. <laughs> so, I will open us up in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Be present with us. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time of recording. This time of growth and friendship this time of discussion of the casual heresy podcast and we ask that you bless our listeners their families and anybody that is affected by war and anybody that is not at peace we ask that you rain your grace and mercy upon them lord that your will be done. We ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Plenty going on in the world, but we're going to today talk about the best way to worship. What is worship? Like, well, you know. We're going to go through this, right, Mikey? Mm-hmm. So, when I say to you, what what is worship? Because a lot of people confuse it, and that's almost understandable, but at the same time, it's it has a very specific meaning. So, what does it mean to worship? I know Fulton Sheen has a quote somewhere along the lines of, there is no sacrifice without love, no love, no worship without love. or It goes in line with those three words, sacrifice, love, and worship, all intermingling. You can't like really have one without the other sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, sacrifice is at the essence of... Sacrifice and love are at... at essential for worship mm-hmm. and you worship something that is you tend to think that is good true and beautiful mm-hmm. so another way of, of thinking about it is like giving we talk about like giving to god what we owe him what he is owed and what that is, is worship. You can think of it that way, you know? Yeah. That might be wrong. I'm no theologian, but that's that's how I think of it, at least. Yeah. So then when people get confused and talk about, like, Catholics worshiping the saints, that's, well, we've, we've done an episode about that already, but, like, it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what we use images of the saints for. But also... It's confusing the term prayer and worship. Mm-hmm. Because technically they are the same thing, but... Different extents. When we say we're praying to a saint, what we mean is we're talking to the saint. We don't mean we're worshiping that saint. We're not trying to get information from them. We're just trying to mm-hmm. pass on a message. And we're asking them, through them, to God. Because... Getting a message through somebody is a lot more powerful. 
Yep. If I asked a coworker that has more experience about something, and then they say they'll take it to the boss, them taking it to the boss is more valuable than me myself just taking it to the boss, because there's more experience there. Mm-hmm. So. And it means more if that person is friends with the boss. Mm-hmm. And they're more likely to. And, yeah, in sainthood, it's clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and statues, like, that's so out there <laughs> for people to say that we worship. I'm sure people have pictures on their wall of family and stuff. I think there there are some fundamentalist Christians that don't. And on one level, I respect that more because... Not more than what the Catholic Church teaches, obviously, but more than mm-hmm. what the mainline Protestant view is, is that it's okay to have images of literally everything except the saints and except right. for Christ. And it's like, why? That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's either you take that verse literally and it's wrong to have any graven image. Like, uh, I know Muslims do that and fundamentalist Christians do that. But then to like amend that and say they only meant it's wrong to make a graven image of God. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what's our attention span as humans? Yeah, it's probably something under two seconds at this point. Mm-hmm. And images and statues are things that can help us not only dig into prayer deeper, but stay in prayer and stay on afloat in the river of thought and keep on moving, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's there to help. <laughs> Not to gravely put us in sin. So now that we've kind of established what worship is. And what it's not in Catholicism. Right. That brings up what you mentioned at the top of the episode, what is the best way to worship? My question Mm -hmm. also along those lines is, is there a best way to worship? I'll answer that last question with a yes. There is a best way to worship. And especially as Christians, we have to like hone into the idea of what, why we worship the way that we worship and is that the best way to worship because i may think that going to mass is the best way to worship or praying in front of the blessed sacraments the best way to worship while uh more charismatic uh protestants think it's best to stand up hands raised in song to worship God. I mean, none of that's wrong. No, that in a sense, like, that is a form of worship. It is a form of worship, but is it the best? See, now we have to ask ourselves what what did the Bible give us? What does the Bible say? What does Jesus say? The old and the new. Did God give us a way to worship? Because there is 
a clear way that the Lord wants us to worship him. And we're made to do that. Regardless of how we feel about the best way that we can worship God on an individual basis. If we're the body of Christ, we're supposed to work as one body to worship the one God. So you can't just have all of the limbs and all the cells just go opposite directions and think you're worshiping. Which if you take all every individual as a cell of the body, you know, quote unquote or whatever, of Christ, the visible church, it doesn't just divide itself like having their limbs be all wonky. That's a very, <laughs> very interesting analogy. So it's like you couldn't you couldn't have like your arms were like you can't say you're going for a run if like just your lower half is going for a run, mm-hmm. but your upper half is like, I don't know, eating pickles or something. Exactly. Well, and you you're could sitting, be but like sitting in a chair, and your legs oh. are pumping like you're going for a run. Like <laughs> one that. one leg's pumping, and the other leg is like turned around, twisted, facing the other way, mm-hmm. tapping the foot a little bit, and it's like, what's going on? That's interesting. Yeah. So then, what is it? The best way to worship is the time that people left Christ. He was talking about, he was very clear in John 6. And as Catholics, we go to that all the time because it's a time where every other Christian denomination likes to think it. Jesus isn't talking literally. And Christ doubles down like four or five times about what he really means. And he is doubling down on making it literal. This is what I mean. That if you don't participate in the, the feast of the lamb, then there's no salvation. There's no life in you. And it's interesting that fits with what you said about the the body analogy, mm-hmm. because everywhere, everywhere, every day, the entire church is saying the same mass. Mm-hmm. It's not different someplace else. If it was different, it wouldn't be the mass, and it wouldn't be the universal church, right? So that's interesting. So then, what what do you say? So so it's more like it's not like it's not like other forms of worship necessarily are inferior worship. It's that they're not as they're not what was laid out explicitly by Christ. Mm-hmm. That's kind of yeah. Because hmm. it's like I've heard this plenty that I've heard people convert to Catholicism. Like somebody's mom converted to Catholicism. And they said their mom converted from being a Protestant because she felt better there. She, it was just all feeling based, which concerns me. Because if it's just feeling based, then 
you're not there because you believe it's the fullness of truth on a logical level. It's just an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And there are many Catholics that don't feel the emotion, emotions. Now, I'm not saying that all Protestants like feel the emotions and that's just why they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain sense where you have to philosophically and logically like go through the steps of discerning what is the truth and what is not what is right and what is wrong and not only what the best way to worship but I mean I guess in just that alone <laughs> the best way to worship because if you do that you will eventually get the Catholic Church or Orthodox Church. Yep. And I think it's interesting because a lot of very devout Catholics kind of go through Mass and receive the Eucharist just like it's something they do. Mm-hmm. But then when they get a chance for some uh, adoration with praise and worship, the XLT stuff, yeah, they, they, that, they go nuts for that. And I, I get it. I love that. I love that mm-hmm. stuff. I, I have for a long time. But it's not... You know, Christ didn't say in John 6, unless you take my body and blood and display it and play music and worship it, which he could have said. Mm-hmm. That would have been a thing, too. And clearly it is a thing, but it wasn't what he said. You know, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no life within you. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting perspective because it's something that I think even I myself forget. I mean, you can be at mass, you get distracted easily mm-hmm. or human beings. It happens. Yeah. But like, that's the point. Isn't that in the, in the catechism, the Eucharist is the source and summit mm-hmm. of Christian life. That's the point. It's, that's literally the point yeah. that and the resurrection. That's, that's it. It's one of the pillars of Christian life. That means you can't really have a standing structure of Christian faith without it. And Padre P- St. Padre Pio says it is easier for uh, it's easier for us to live without the sun in the sky, S-U-N, than it is without the mass. Hmm. See, that just makes me want to go to daily mass more. Right? And it makes me think of like the the retired church people that go to daily mass all the time. They do seem to. There's something different about them, you know. It's mm-hmm. like some of them. It's like I I I wouldn't want to be friends with you. You're not my kind of person. But there's something different here. Like you, fit, it's like you cracked the code of life, because yeah. despite the fact that from every outward measure you should be miserable. You're happy mm-hmm. all the time. And it's like, well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, even just you and me, if we go to Mass right away in the morning, there's something about that that just gives a such better outlook and just throughout the day, how we live that day. And it's not the Knights of Columbus pancake breakfast. No. <laughs> <laughs> not that not those quite. aren't great but, not the fish fries right <laughs> all that stuff is great but it's mm-hmm. not it's not what makes the it's not what gives you the 
the positive outlook and the the strength and the faith and everything and everything inward like receiving the eucharist having the graces of being in christ's church it makes me think of i um i went to a healing mass once and the priest there said that people seem to they come to this mass because they think they're going to be healed but they seem to forget they're they're healed of something at every mm-hmm. single mass. Mm-hmm. The Eucharist has healing property and it heals you of something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just didn't realize what it was. Yeah, because you're so focused on that one thing. And that so that's really hit me sometimes. I'll be sitting there praying for like, oh, I want to get through this. I want to get over that. I want to I wanna be better at this. And then I think, you know, I'm going to get something out of mm-hmm. this if I just let it happen. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's the way of worshiping is similar the best way of worship is similar in like the best things to pray for i know what i want what i think i want what i think's best for me but the lord actually knows what's best for me so instead of me i mean we all do this we're all selfish in some way. Um, I pray instead. I pray for what I think is best for me and what I want in this moment. But what would be better is saying, "Lord, you know what's best. Heal whatever you uh, like. Whatever you will to heal." Because you know it better than I do. Even if it's not the thing that I want, whatever you want is what I want. So if we had the mindset of, Lord, you know better than I do. So I'm going to have it your way. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's so like that's like if you've never discerned anything in your life. Like... <laughs> You just go into a situation in prayer, and you're just like, "I want this and this and this and this and this." Mm-hmm. And then, but then, if if you've discerned something, anything, your vocation, whether mm-hmm. or not to buy a lottery ticket, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, "I want this." <laughs> what do you want? And you know, usually you get an answer. It might take a while, but there's usually an answer to that question. I mean, the trick is looking for how it comes and where it comes and when it comes, but there's always an answer. Yeah. The thing is, the Lord gives us what we want. I mean, we have free will. Mm -hmm. If we want something badly enough, he'll give it to us. (laughs) And then, I mean, for me, most of the time I'm like, yeah, I mean... This wasn't the way, but <laughs> it was a thank way. You. <laughs> I realize now that I should pray this other way <laughs> for your will, Father, not mine. And it's the same way to worship, like with worship. I mean, prayer is a type of worship. I mean, prayer is worship in most senses. Or it is. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. It is. But we can go through people to help us worship God. Um, 
just like asking somebody on a prayer team to pray for us. Mm-hmm. But in the sense of having prayer be, Lord, this is for you, not for me. I'm not trying to get anything out of this. I just want to live the best life for you, not for myself. Giving of ourselves for the Lord should be the same way that we go to Mass. How we live our life. The the best way to worship is told in the Bible, is told through how Jesus lives, through the sacraments that have been established. So, then that's... I mean, it's kind of the same thing as... Um, I like books. You know that. I've got mm-hmm. lots of books. You like books too. Yeah, I have a lot of them, but I... There's a lot of, there's a lot of really good books out there. Mm-hmm. But what's the best book? A compilation. Yeah, it it's it's not a human book. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a human. Well, it has human authors, but it was not a human invention, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, just like that, the best way to worship is not a human invention. Yeah. It, there are, there are human invented ways to worship, mm-hmm. and they're very good. There's nothing bad about them. Well, some of them are kind of... Yeah, some of them are bad. Like, you know, I don't want to see anybody sacrificing squirrels or something. But, or humans. Or, well, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> it took a turn. But, no, I'd say, I don't know, in general, when especially when God has given us such explicit instructions on so many things, why do we need to go off script to try and improve what God has done? In the end, it just, I would say it makes it easier for us, is what we think. It's easier for us to go off script. It's easier for me to be in the crowd because I'm entertained by Jesus. So it's easier for me to just say, you know, this teaching, no, I'm just going to go back home. Yep. And like so many other things on this earth, it can either be explained by ignorance or arrogance. Mm Mm-hmm. Either you're ignorant of, of the the tr- the true and the best way and the most beautiful way to worship, or you're arrogant enough to think that you thought of something better. Yeah. And people think, as Catholics, we're Satanists, and they just say all these ridiculous things because they've heard this throughout the years, because. The church is hated by many, or as Fulton Sheen says, there's not 100 people who hate the Catholic Church. Not even 100. There's just people that hate what they think the Catholic Church is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like when you have Protestants come up to you and explain what's wrong with what you believe. And when you say, I don't believe that. They're like, yes, you do. You're a Catholic. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like that's <laughs> that could be a whole nother episode. Like, yeah, us just talking about how we can meet each other, mm-hmm. meet our brothers and sisters in Christ who are outside of the church or even in, but they're just lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Like we have to ask 
what you believe. What do you believe? Why do you believe that? Ask those questions before setting the judgment of their actions and or of their thoughts and why they do what they do without asking them. Cause that's, I mean, that's how our world is now in politics and everything. That's why nothing gets done. Because once one side wants to get something done, the other side will throw a fit and just so they can try to get their way and it's just a back and forth tug. Ignorance and arrogance. Mm-hmm. Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. St. Jerome said that. Boom. I'm not, I'm not calling him out for doing it. He just said that. <laughs> yes, St. Jerome. Come on. What the heck? You may have translated the entire Bible, but ignorance of scripture, man. <laughs> oh, my goodness. St. Jerome. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for our listeners. Especially any Protestant listeners. Yeah. Anybody who's fallen away from the faith or yeah. who's lukewarm doesn't understand the fullness i mean we all don't understand it to the fullest fullest because otherwise we would sin no more <laughs> well there you guys have it best way to worship tell us your thoughts in the comments um or email us or just hop on patreon support us for a month and comment maybe you'll hear some exclusive content yeah. Find out what gender plasma is. Mm. On that note, I'll lead us in a closing prayer. Sweet. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for this community. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit down upon us to bless us and our listeners, to help us to be ever more attentive to that which you ask us to do. Help us to worship you rightly as you ask us to. We ask all these things through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, from life cheers to you and casual heresy, this has been Spencer and this has been Michael. For the most part. <laughs> Peace! Subscribe to that Patreon.